Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, many thanks for joining us on the Journal of Biophilic Design today. Um, many thanks for everybody who's bought a copy of the um, all the issues of the Journal of Biophilic Design. You can buy them on our website. You can buy an ebook version or a printed, beautiful printed copy of the journal. And um, we've got five issues out, and the next issue is going to be Blue Mind. I'm really excited to be joined by Morten Kvam. He is CEO of Skogluft. And not only does Skogluft sound a beautiful and uplifting word, uh, in Norwegian it means forest air. Um, Skogluft creates living walls, which are super simple to install, so even I could probably do that, um, and has the added benefit that you can also download their app um, to let you know um, how to water the plant, so it helps you reduce the plant killing <laughs> activity that might go on in your house or your home or office. Obviously, Skogluft's aim is to reconnect people to nature, and we're going to be talking about uh, something Morton and Skogluft are really, really passionate about, and that's how plants help us feel better, to breathe better and to also live better. And we'll also be looking at some of the science as well. So we also did a, an interview ages ago, one of our very, very first podcasts in, back in 2020 with uh, Skogluft's co-founder, uh, Stina Ventergren. And, um, and today this one builds on that conversation. So first of all, Morten, thank, many thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Well, first of all, can you give us just a quick overview of what Skogluf does, please? Well, first of all, I would say that our aim is to reconnect people with nature. So that's our that's the meaning of the life of Skogluf as a company. And, and we do this by offering uh, Skogluf walls or living green walls and to both consumers and companies and also the public sector. So everywhere when you have got a wall, um, you, you can have uh, living walls uh, indoors. So we are not offering anything regarding the outdoors um, environment. We are purely focusing and specialized on bringing nature indoors. Okay, lovely. Um, but what does what does skogluft mean? <laughs> Literally, skogluft means forest air uh, in Norwegian, and that's because our founders uh, are from uh, from Norway. Um, but it doesn't really mean that we offer literally forest air. What we want to do is that we want to offer uh, the positive effects on human beings uh, being outdoors in the forest while one is still indoors. Um, so it's possible to obtain many of the positive um, effects of being in the forest also indoors thanks to Skogluft. But it's the name sounds good, Skogluft, it's easy to remember. And we have also learned that in nearly all languages around the world are able to pronounce somehow uh, Skogluft. And um, yeah, that's why we, we have got them, we kept that name. Why are you working with the, with, with Skogluft? You know, are you passionate about nature? You know, are you kind of connected to nature in some way? Well, very interesting thing here is that my background is uh, really very different. Like I've been working within banking, utilities, stock exchange, etc. So this is completely new world for me. Um, and like Skoglift is also a business. So of course, you've got the same rules applies for Skoglift as for a telco company or a utility company. But of course, it's very easy to be passionate about a product like Skoglift that really has got a deeper meaning that really wants to improve 
the way we live to improve the health of, of both young and, and, and uh, adults, I would say. So it really makes sense to, to, to work bringing people closer to nature in a very different way as within many other businesses I had before. So I ended up here by chance, but of course uh, now I understood like um, this is really well worth working for and what I should continue doing. That's really good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're working and to make doing something good. I think if we have a choice for, for business, I think if we can work with a company that's, that's making that's making the planet and the world and people better, then that's got to be a good thing. Um, can you tell us a bit about some of the research um, that Skogluft has been involved in, you know, about how plants benefit air quality? I know NASA did something, but uh, maybe you mm. could um, explain a little bit about um, how Skogluft has been involved in that research, please. Yes, so like our main founder, he is a mechanical engineer, but very early he understood that um, there's a need of biological models to explain the world. So pure mechanical models are not enough. So this is how he started becoming interested in, in bringing nature indoors. And he was convinced that human beings need to stay close to nature to have a good life. So then he started to look around who has got the same perception and the same thoughts as me. And he very quickly found that NASA were doing on effects of nature on human beings indoors. As when you are staying in the outer space, of course, there's not very much uh, nature. So they studied, okay, how will the astronauts be affected by the lack of nature? So our um, founder, Jörn Wiemdal, he simply made the um, uh, telephone conference uh, with uh, research uh, responsible at um, at NASA discussing this topic. So it was not like, I would say, a formal uh, co-study or research. It was more kind of an informal dialogue that brought our founder even closer to the track of the effect of nature uh, on people indoors. And then he got in touch um, with um, the Norwegian University of Life Sciences and some uh, researchers there. And together they made a long lasting study on the effect of um, nature indoors on human beings. So he started with an interest, he got confirmation from NASA, and then they started doing some, some real scientific research to have some numbers to prove that the thoughts he had really were true. The test was done on different plants, on different kinds of lights on the plants, and different ways of placing the plants in different environments, testing them at um, yeah, both at schools, at working and different working environments, etc. So what they mainly tested was like before and after, because it's always pretty complicated to study the effects of uh, plants and nature indoors, as there are so many. Uh, variables that influence, but uh, like the main the the main effects they found uh, were linked to like three um, items like um, the feeling of being awake, headache, and respiratory uh, problems. So, for instance, <clears throat> they made these tests in different places, workplaces, schools, etc., finding out that um, tiredness was reduced by forty percent after installing nature indoors. That's a very significant number. Um, and also headache was reduced by 35%. Um, and also concentration problems were reduced by 16%, et cetera, et cetera. So got many of these parameters 
all of them showing positive effects of having nature uh, indoors. So there are, I think our founder says we have got like 7.2 kilos uh, when you have printed all the research material proving that the nature indoors is good for us as human beings. Wow, that's amazing. Some of the evidence that's on your website, um, you mentioned, that there's mentioned there that plants in the room may reduce the dust level of the air. And obviously the dust content content of the air is, is often too high. It out irritates the sort of mucous membranes in the eyes and the nose. And obviously it's bad for you, as you just mentioned, the respiratory um, organs. And obviously the increase in the air humidity and... And I didn't realize, but that humidity actually binds the dust. Are there any other sort of benefits of plants that you'd like to share with us at this point? Yes, it is, because like we have done the research, but the real most interesting feedback is the one we get from the um, users of Skogluft, those who have installed Skogluft. And there are a couple of things that have been a part of the research before, but that they state. Uh, and one is the acoustics, for instance. So the um, effect on acoustics weren't um, like a part of the research done, but we get um, feedback from, from uh, very many where it's relevant, um, that the acoustic level is really improving a lot, both it could be in like in large boardrooms or in large halls, etc. Uh, where they have got uh, nature indoors and skogluft walls. The acoustic is improved very much. Uh, so, and so that's one. And another thing is the less tangible, maybe, feeling of well-being somehow. Um, so it's not that easy to, to measure or call it something, but it's a general feeling of well-being um, while staying close to the nature indoors and staying then close to the skogluft walls. One interesting thing, for instance, is that when, when the companies make their photos for like the Yale report, or if they want to make a press release, etc., including people, they are very often made just in front of a skogluft wall. Very interesting thing, this. So those who have skogluft walls, we can see them via the, the Yale reports and via the press releases, because very often they're in front of a green wall. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that those are like some of the effects that we haven't really studied but experienced as time has gone by yeah absolutely and and the, you know you say the word well-being and it's really hard to sort of quantify and to measure kind of like levels of happiness as well yes. because that well-being kind of if we're happy then we obviously reduce you know that those, our cortisol levels everything is kind of you know it's given that sense of joy in us which obviously makes us keeps us well and and fit I mean, maybe you could sort of talk a bit about how we can bring nature um, into our workplaces, for instance. And also maybe you could give us an example of where yeah, a Skogluft uh, wall has been, in, you know, actually implemented and, and the difference it's made, if that's OK. Yeah, sure. Um, like Skogluft is made both for private homes and for businesses and larger public spaces because it's like it's modular made. Yeah. So one could have uh, one uh, module, for instance, in the bathroom that some have got, or you could have like 64 modules, like a large library outside Oslo have got, uh, or you could have a waiting room at the dentist with four to six modules to reduce stress level if you have got like, if you have fear of, of visiting um, the dentist, etc. So it's it's very interesting to see that um, many of the uses of the um, Skogluft wall 
uh, we have learned them from our customers that they have approached us with a hypothesis. For instance, those regarding the waiting area for the dentist, they had a hypothesis of that stress reducing um, thanks to the plants indoors. So they've tested out in, 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 in one office and now they've got it um, implemented in all their waiting areas in all the, the dentist offices, for instance. Um, very interesting also for the library uh, just outside Oslo. They have had it now for uh, 10 months. Uh, it's a very large school lift wall. And they said that the effects were so positive and the feedback they received from the visitors of the library that they now decided to, to install like nature indoors in all libraries in, in, in that city just north of uh, Oslo. So so um, that, that's an example that that I would say that it it worked really. Uh, and and uh, that's a part of like the feedback we get from from our customers. And but as I said before, very often you haven't got like 100% tangible reasons why. It's more a general feeling of well-being and it feels right and it is it's good for 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 the people staying in the room. That's really nice. It's funny cuz over here we don't we don't discuss libraries very much. And I know there's been kind of a cull of a lot of public libraries here. So I suppose in a way we're kind of losing them. But I, I think what a what a lovely space to 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 install greenery and plants, because not only do you get that sort of harmony and that sense of calmness, and it's a kind of timeout, isn't it, when you go and take yourself off to a space where you can read and you're edifying your brain and also your spirit and your soul and everything else. Um, and, and acoustics, you mentioned acoustics. Um, I think, yeah, obviously what an amazing thing to do and actually put it into libraries. I'm thinking, you know, university spaces, study spaces. These are these are all yeah. really good. Um, yeah. And you mentioned hospital, you know, waiting areas. Have you installed them in schools and hospitals? Um, I, and have you had any feedback on also of healthcare environments? Yeah, so like in, in healthcare environments, we have installed them in the working area, the working space of the employees. But it's been like much challenging to have them installed in in hospitals because they are very much aware of um, of living uh, items, so to say. Yes. So there, it's it's uh, it's a tough um, discussion um, with the decision makers to make them understand that the positive effects of taking indoor plants indoors is is much higher than the potential negative effects of having something living in an area that should be more sterile, so to say. But there, like you say, there are places in in a hospital environment mm. where you can install it. Like you say, the workers' areas or the places their rest areas. Yeah, and waiting rooms, reception yes. areas, and like halls, um, public halls, so to say. So outside the the treatment area, so to say, yes. uh, we, we have got different uh, installations. But one a couple of fun facts as well. One of the large, uh, of one of the best Norwegian football teams. Have in, in installed Skoglyft as a secret um, tool to continue <laughs> winning games. So it's it's very funny, uh, but it's it's true. So they they got that um, as as a, as a signal of of vitality and life instead of having these very naked walls, etc. As they very often have, uh, mm. they have got um, nature indoors uh, in 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 the club, um, uh, in the club uh, locals. Mm. 
<laughs> I love that idea. Obviously, I don't know if you saw, but the women's football team in the UK was doing really, really well. And then we just lost to the last minute to uh, to the Spanish team. Um, uh, so we could have done with having some Scogloft Wars to keep us going, just to kind of push us just a little bit more so that we'd have, we'd have won. So I do love that. I love that idea. I'm going to be telling everybody about that. It's a nice little fact there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Obviously, we just mentioned about like the sort of leaf type um, absorbing dust and the sort of humidity and all that kind of stuff. Do you have uh, kind of plants that you prefer? Do you use a certain type of plant mainly or is there a mix of plants? And, you know, I was going to say, which plants do you use? But also how many plants? And you mentioned modules. Maybe you could tell us just generally how many things are in a module and um and then like you say how you kind of stick it together <laughs> yes sure i can say a little bit about that like firstly the plants it, it's not by case that we have chosen uh, what you often call golden potos i think in english yes um because research has also been done on which kind of plants have got the best effect on human beings and what we saw is that the golden photos had a very positive effect, a stronger effect than many other plants. And the researchers didn't really study why or didn't find a reason why, but one hypothesis is that the golden photos is um, producing a lot of chlorophyll. So it, one of the plants that produces the most chlorophyll per time unit per square inch so to say. So that is at least the hypothesis uh, why this plant has got this very positive effect on human beings and, and better than other green plants. But this is still hypothesis that I would be very keen to, to somehow some time to see a result of the, uh, those studies. But there are also other reasons because um, this plant is very robust as well. Um, it looks very nice. Um, and like it, it's very easy to maintain year after year um, walls with uh, with golden potos because they survive. If you forgot, if you forget to give them water for a week or two, if you then add some water, they will continue living somehow. So they are extremely uh, robust. So it's like impossible to fail nearly with uh, with the golden potos. So you don't need to have green fingers. So it's easy to have success, which is also one one of the items that stay us very much at at the heart. It should be easy to to both uh, build the wall and to maintain the the wall, and of course to have a long life um, and the perspective of of um, um, of not having to change things and buy uh, buy new items to make it continue living. So so that's mainly the the reason for that plant. Um, and of course, the more plants, the more positive effects. But the traditional way of taking plants indoors maybe is to place them on the floor somehow or yeah, on, on a shelf somewhere on the windows, etc. But if you should have as many plants as possible within a limited space, then you need a kind of a module to place them very close to each other without taking too much space. So that was one of the ideas that was at the at heart of our um, the founder of the company. How could we possibly place the most plants together on the smallest possible space without taking floor space, without taking space from the windows and the shelves, etc. So that was the idea um, behind uh, the research. And they ended up then with the Skoglift uh, modules. And one module is very easy. It's built by four trays on a wall, um, uh, on a wall mount and with 16 plants. So 16 golden photos in each of these um, modules. 
uh, and that's what you need to start at least having some bringing some nature indoors. And then of course you can have uh, two of them or you can three or four or, or as many as you have space for uh, at home or in the office. I really I like that. I love I love the fact that um it's very contained as well and it looks very neat. Um so some people complain, you know, they go, oh it looks too nut nuts and wild and you know while some people love that kind of look and I think with you know the 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 Skogloft offering is that you can make it as wild as you want, but it's it has fundamentally this kind of quite square sort of shape. And I'm I'm just thinking as a designer, I'd love to see that like with a great big gilt frame around it. You know, kind of you could do something really funky or kind of like driftwood, so you could then really like and then the plants could kind of like just grow around it. But it's but it would look very very neat. So in those boardrooms or those spaces where you know there's because there's always a when you say oh I'm going to do this there's always somebody that comes up with an idea of like oh well you can't do it because and I just I think there's so much flexibility with um with the Scoggler system and and I I think the the plants look just so beautiful as well because again they're uniform so they have all that 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 reduced visual complexity because there's also that thing we talk about in environmental psychology that if there's too many leaf types it's very mm-hmm. confusing for our little yeah. brains um so we want something kind of a moderate visual complexity um as Dr. Sally Augustine always talks about. Um, so having something that it looks like a sea, it looks like a water. And it's because mm. it's, you say the leaves are very universal. They're variegated and they're variant, but they are the same. So mm. actually that's good for our brains as well visually. So um, I'm just going to say the name of it. I think um, in Latin, the Latin term, so if people are listening to it elsewhere and they don't know what a golden pothos might be, it's also known as the devil's ivy. Um, apparently because it was impossible to kill which is what you've just mentioned as well um and india apparently is known as the money plant so that's going to tick a lot of boxes <laughs> but it's um the epipremium uh aureum aureum i'm sure there's lots of people listening to this podcast screaming at me going you've pronounced that wrong lady <laughs> but i'm sure that... <laughs> uh, but i'm sure they can go off and look at it so um i think that's i think that's wonderful so so that that's really good you did mention um, about um, obviously they're almost impossible to kill, and obviously I just mentioned that thing. But um, you have an app as well. Does that work alongside, just alongside the Scoglof system, or? Yes, that's true. So, like this is uh, the first version of our app. So um, it's mainly there a question of receiving reminders about watering, oh. or to you have got like FAQs uh, to make sure to to assist you in making the school lift walls thrive, and of course access to the um, customer service so you can send like pictures of your walls in case you have got some problems, challenges, oh, okay. or, or questions, etc. Yeah. But what we also have in plan that not is yet realized is that we would like to create the kind of a community of all these Google um, uh, users, so to say, so they can share ideas, share experiences, um, etc. Maybe going beyond Skoglift as a product and as an idea as well. That's really nice. So people become like little plants themselves, almost yeah. in a little community of uh, green fingered. Or, but I think that's great because a lot of people, again, another thing people go, oh, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. But mm. if you have an app that can tell you, you need, mm. to, you need to give it a bit of watering. You need to give it a bit of love now. You've abandoned it too much or stop watering it. You're drowning it. <laughs> One of the two. I think um, I think that's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, so personally for you, um, Morton, what do you love about uh, plants and greenery? Well, uh, in general, it's it's the um, the well-being that you feel uh, having uh, it around you. Like I 
like very much to be outdoors. Like in Norway, it's, you've got many possibilities to stay outside in the woods, in the forest. Uh, but still, we have to work uh, sometime as well, uh, and <laughs> very often we are at home as well. So the the so so really the knowledge of Skoglyft and the Skoglyft effects etc. woke up um, both an interest and how can I say um, um, I started to understand really the the importance of having the nature um, around myself. So we are practicing it in in all possible ways as well. But I would say still that the best thing is still for the human being to be outdoors. Like Skoglyft can never compete against uh, staying outdoors. But the challenge is it's not possible to stay outdoors all the time. So, for instance, when possible, I even try to make uh, meetings outdoors, like either working in the park or working, walking in um, in the forest, uh, etc. So that's the best thing. And the second best is to make the same meetings in a room with school lift walls um, around you. Yeah, that's lovely. I, 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 I've tried to do that. I'm trying to do it a bit more increasingly, you know, where you can have your meeting. If you get set a meeting in an office try and mm. meet it in a park or go mm. for a walk in the woods or, or something um yeah it's kind of it puts a different dynamic on the meeting as well doesn't it particularly if you have to have a difficult conversation it can kind sure. of diffuse it a little so um brilliant so we're sort of coming to near the end is there anything else that you would like to add yeah i'd just like to add something regarding the light um oh. because what really gives a positive effect on us human beings is like light reflecting on nature somehow so it's it's like uh, we human beings we are like programmed to stay in the nature like for, since we were like apes climbing down from the from the, the trees <laughs> like we have always been surrounded by plants and plants and light together so like our dna um, is programmed to appreciate that and to and it makes people react even even more positively when we have got light reflecting on plants uh, but that said, like um, the plant we have shown, the um, chosen, like the golden photos, doesn't need much light to, to survive. It's a very robust plant, but it works even better and it even looks even better if like you have got a source of light reflecting um, on, on, uh, on, on the walls. So light is a very important part, I would say, of, of, uh, of nature indoors as well. That's lovely. It's also circadian rhythm, isn't it? It's also having that the changing of light. You know, it's another things you get problems in in offices or hospitals or schools. They keep the light just yeah. at a certain one level. So all day you kind of you're almost artificially kept awake, mm -hmm. or you don't have a downtime before you go home, or you just you know, there's no respite is there really you don't or even they don't, you don't even ramp it up sometimes they are they start off yellow so you wonder why you fall asleep by mm. lunchtime so um yeah it's again it's important to have that natural light isn't it as much as we yeah. can mm. through the window um yeah. and so how can people find you how can people follow you which website should they go to morton well you might find much more information about us on schoolglyft.com and of course, we are present both on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn as well, if you're interested. Really, then this final question, <laughs> which is a complete fantasy question and a magic question. Mm -hmm. um, but I ask everybody at the end um, of the podcast, if you could paint the world mm -hmm. with a magic brush of biophilia, what would it look like? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I would like it to be as natural and obvious to include nature indoors in all existing and new building projects, just like 
toilets are compulsory part of most buildings. I think also nature indoors should be a compulsory part and standard everywhere because it's um, the best for us human beings and for sure um, it's the best for the business of the companies who uh, install it. So both for health reasons, simple well-being, and for business reasons, I would say it should be um, compulsory to have nature indoors everywhere. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.